Welcome in. I'm so glad you made us part of your day. I'm Tony Moore, expert food and beverage headhunter, semi-professional podcaster, and I interview the best heads in business to bring you all the important trends shaping the $6 trillion food and beverage industry. My totally awesome brands featured here take us deep into the world of sustainability and the plant-based food movement, the up-and-coming CBD and good-for-you categories. How about the purpose and mission-based companies striving to make real change in our world? They're here too. The latest in food tech. You want to learn how to build a brand, maybe scale a brand? I've got you covered. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on LinkedIn. Stay tuned. Manos, we really do need a great 2022. We've just come through such emotional and physical, you know, stress, all of us, all of us. So I'm really excited to get into this topic with you today, all about, you know, building a a purpose-driven brand. And, you know, we might as well just kind of dive right in. I mean, you are, I mean, you are the purpose-driven brand builder. I'm going to jump to your LinkedIn page. I know a lot of people know you, but I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, an overview here. You are the president of El Nutra. Before that, you were the uh, SVP CMO for Danone. And before that, vice president brand marketing at PepsiCo and really broke in your chops uh, in marketing at Johnson & Johnson. So you really have worked for three of the biggest consumer product companies globally. I think you're the perfect person for us to talk to about, you know, building a purpose driven brand because let's face it, food and beverage. Um, we, we find so many of these uh, smaller mid-sized brands that just want to latch on to something better for the consumer, something better for the world. Absolutely. And, um, it is because of my passion for building something better for this world that I find myself myself to Elnutra. So, as you rightly said, you know, started a J and J, a company with with tremendous purpose of of building you know better health for uh, consumers across the world. I will always and forever be a J and J guy. Um, and then you know, switching to to PepsiCo um, with the vision of of, of Indra Nui. Um, around performance with purpose um, and, and making sure that PepsiCo transforms itself from a company that used to just sell, um, you know, soda uh, to a company that, that actually contributes very positively to the, to the nutrition of, of the world. And, you know, by the time I left PepsiCo, what people don't realize is that under, under Indra Nui, and she's a lot of these things in, in her new book, which is phenomenal, I highly recommend it for people to read. Um, over 50% of the products that PepsiCo sell, a $66 billion company, over 50% of the products that, that, that we used to sell um, are, are zero or very low calories. So uh, they belong to the good for you category. And people don't understand that because they think PepsiCo, Pepsi, uh, Pepsi is a small part of the business. PepsiCo is not even a 15% of the business at PepsiCo right now. So um, so big performance with purpose there. And then you know from there went to the, to the non- Again, with a very clear purpose, with One Health, One Planet, Emmanuel Faber at the time, the CEO, had a vision that we can do this, we can grow the business um, by actually doing good for the society and for the planet. And some phenomenal things happened with you know, Horizon being the first uh, food and beverage brand in the U.S. to commit that by 2025, 
was going to have a positive carbon footprint, not a neutralized carbon, but a positive carbon footprint throughout the entire chain of the brand. So from um, from agriculture to um, um, to our to the farmers to the actual transportation, the sale of the product, entire entire chain be carbon positive. That's when we started also at Danone doing the work at uh, Too Good, which was which was a product um, that is actually committed to fight food insecurity in America. And for every cup of yogurt um, you buy, we would donate um, um, a cup of food for somebody that's in need in America. And food insecurity in America is something huge. And that's one for one. No limits, no minimums, no maximums, no no nothing. It's everyone for everyone. Very um, aggressive. So, that was exactly. a very aggressive program that you implemented. And, and for those we'll who don't know, about. you actually took that brand and Correct. made it into a purpose-driven brand. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, it, it, and it was a big discussion at the point and, you know, what are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? The cost of it and the margins and this and that. And should we engage with it? And, you know, um, we made very... It's a very solid case to the to the business um, our leads, and um, and then we tiptoed our way. We tried one thing first, so we tried. We started with Earth Day and did a partnership there, and that went great. So that gave reassurance to people. And then we did an, a second step where where we tried uh, innovation and launching a new product exclusively in one of the biggest retailers in in, in the U.S. That was about a good save. That was about um, saving. Um, fruit that we're either going to go other ways we're going to go to a landfill and, and we saved that and put it in our product and um, and sold it and that became the number one SKU in the category in, in Target actually um, and that convinced the organization that okay there's something there it's something really big and and therefore that's that's when we moved full on with um, with the brand and, and that's what I'm saying you know we did all these things and, and all this and my purpose is very close to my heart and that's why I came to El Nutra because because now I can take this even to the next level, which is, you know, we have a very clear purpose of enhancing human longevity, putting years of, of, of age in, into humans so humans can, can age healthier and expand their lifespan. And, you know, we're doing that through nutrition because we are a nutrition technology company, um, the biggest in the area of, of longevity in the world. And, you know, our first approach uh, to this problem um, to this problem, to this goal of, of increasing human longevity is through the benefits of fasting and, and how can we get those benefits of fasting, but with food um, and, and what do those do for, for the human body. So lots to, to talk and unpack there, but again, a consistent trend of, of, of trying to impact people's lives in a positive way with the products that we manage from J&J to PepsiCo to Danone to now El Nutra. Yeah, we do want to get into El Nutra. It is fascinating. Yeah. It looks like you've taken you've gone from or or this company has really evolved from what we hear a lot in, you know, food tech. This looks like it's gone to the new next level into Nutra tech. Correct. Got correct. And and you know, uh, and that's a key point around purpose um uh, Tony that I would like to to clarify uh, with people. Purposeful brand does not mean that it's a brand that saves the society or saves the planet necessarily. Correct. I think those things are now table stakes. I mean, those things are, I mean, you should, we should be doing it as humans as part of organizations and every organization should care for their, for the society they're part of. And each organization has an absolute 
absolute mandate to be respectful to the planet that we live in and do our best. But that is not necessarily just what a purposeful brand is. Some brands, not company entities, some brands will actually have as their main purpose to you know, help save the planet or help our societies grow. But some, a purpose for a brand does not always need to be linked to, to the society or linked to the planet. Nutrition is a purpose by itself. Providing longevity and healthier aging to humans, that's a purpose. That's a, if a brand can have this purpose, having fun, for God's sakes, is a purpose. I Not know. Every, I mean, a brand when that you has said fun, that, Manos, I was like, is purposeful. That is a purpose. Like, and so I think this is this is great. So you're really saying there are five or six big myths or, or misconceptions about you know, what a brand can be. And and so <laughs> the first one is that it doesn't have to necessarily save the world, save the planet. I mean, that's, exactly. that's great. Right. But you can expand I'm, beyond I'm, that. Correct. I'm saying that is table stakes. Like as a company, forget the brand for a second, as a company, we, and, and as managers and as leaders of companies, we have the obligation to make sure that our companies are actually positively contributing to the environment and our societies. Punto end of story. If we don't do this, we're, we're not going to have a good future for our, for our companies, for ourselves and for our planet. So, but that, that does not necessarily always equate to the brand. Some brands meaningfully are tackling societal issues and have a right to talk about them and have a history and have a presence. Yeah, sure. When Ben and Jerry's talks about societal issues, yeah, people listen because Ben and Jerry's have been talking about societal issues for a wazoo number of years. But when yeah, a brand okay. from, from, from left field, and you know, again, Pepsi was a good example, good, good, bad example back at the time when from the left field out of nowhere, all of a sudden you were trying to, to, to tackle um, equality as a brand. Whole that's a whole new book. Why? 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 What have you done in the past? Why are you? Why are you including this? What's the conversation like? So it doesn't always have to be about that. Um, it, it, just having fun and 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 doing stuff and 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 caring for the mental well being of people. That's a purpose by itself. Just like what I'm saying for for El Nutra and, and Prolon and, and Fastbar, nutrition and and longevity and healthy aging is a purpose. It, it's serving a cause. Right, and that's that's where I think makes what makes a good brand um, uh, being a purposeful brand is having a very clear understanding of what are the things that the brand can and should be talking about, and what are the things that the brand should stay the hell away from. Um, okay, and I think that's, that's it. okay. I, I really want you to go into that, Menos, because yeah. you you touched on it momentarily with Ben and Jerry's they have been talking about societal issues for a while or for decades oh, so yeah. we're kind of used to it so it's it's okay but really how should a brand think about the channel the lane that they should speak in like if i want to go buy i don't know a pair of shoes should they be talking about clean water you know it, it just it doesn't connect to me right that, maybe that's a bad example but Maybe you can help no, me unpack it, it, that a, a little better. It's a perfect example, and there are shoes that are doing this the right way, and there are shoes that are doing it the wrong way. Every Tom Shoes has been doing it forever. So first of all, first and foremost, it's a much easier thing when you're building from scratch a brand, and from the get-go of the brand, you tie it to something that is very important for the brand and for the company. So you know, Tom Shoes was founded like that, right? 
um, and, and you know, Ben and Jerry's from the beginning was founded with with that attitude, right? So it's it's much easier when it happens early on. So when you're building a new brand, I think that is something that you need to consider. Um, and the consideration there, which bridges with what happens when you haven't built a brand from the beginning, but you are want you, you do want to take the brand into that direction. The, the first and, and foremost piece of the consideration is who are you talking to? Like who is your audience? Who is your audience and what does your audience care about? If you do not understand who the people that are buying or you want to buy your brand are, what do they care about? What are they involved with? Um, I mean, that's the starting point for everything. The second point post that is, is whatever the topic is, even if it's a very important topic, does our brand have a direct way of being a positive contributor in a significant way to that topic? So is it relevant with what we do as a company with our, you know, so if you're a company that is sourcing food from, from, uh, from different regions of the world, you know, food sustainability and agriculture, renewal in agriculture and, and, you know, ethically sourcing food. Okay. That has a direct relationship with my food chain. Can I talk? Can I do something about it? Will I have a meaningful impact? In it? If yes. And if the people that I'm talking to, have actually an interest, a stake, and and care about this topic, then okay, that's a topic that you can bring into the brand and, and you can start exploring it more um, and making sure that, that that becomes part of, of your brand. And again, even huge, massive brands have to say, Nike did not start being a, um, a, a social advocate back when it was founded, but throughout the years, it evolved to, to, to have stake and have a be part of the discussion on, on social issues and we've seen that more so happen the last few years and and great but they've done this progressively it takes time it doesn't happen overnight all of a sudden something came up and everybody feels ob- obliged uh, which is another one of the myths that you know when something happens everybody's obliged to talk about it so we've got a big social issue now every brand has to comment on it no why <laughs> if it has nothing to do with your brand why do you feel the need to comment on it what we should do as humans and as managers is at the back end of our company, do we do what is right for the society and what's right for the planet? Yes, let's do it. Like that is a good discussion to have, but not every brand have to comment on everything that's going on because some things are just not relevant. Yeah, you know, I think if every brand spoke on every issue, I think the noise would be deafening and suddenly you wouldn't be able to hear the real brands that could actually contribute to solving that problem exactly can we contribute can we have a positive can we impact contribute? On that yes exactly. But, you know, exactly. we talk about contributing and I, I i remember when you and i spoke prior you mentioned you know taking um the yogurt brand into yep. this you know this Should purpose-based uh, yep. uh direction and I think there is definitely a misnomer that it's going to be so much more expensive. And you have a, a, a long track record of you know top line revenue, but yep. also bottom line results. So how do you kind of help a brand through that mental hurdle and financial hurdle? Yeah, very nice big myth. Um, no, it doesn't always need to be expensive. Uh, and you know, Too Good was a great example of that. Um, you know, either, even after doing the program. This was one of the most profitable brands um, in our company, and there is there's two things that come to it. One is, you know, 
smart and, and way of, of going about an issue, right? For sure, there is a part of this. Um, I mean, there's there's a million ways to waste your, your money doing small, non-impactful things. My biggest advice is focus on one thing. What is the one thing that you can have a meaningful impact on and where this, the investment that you're going to be making can actually generate real results? If you find that one thing and you focus on that one thing, A, usually it is more cost-effective because you're not distributing into different different ideas. You're focusing on one thing. B, you get more commitment um, from, from the partners, which is the second advice that I have, is don't try to solve the problem yourself. Just work with people that do this for a living and they know how to do this. So when we did this with Danone, we didn't just do it ourselves. We went with Food Harvest and, and, and you know we worked with them. And so people do this for a living. They know how to do this. You go and you work with them. You're going you're gonna to make it happen in the most impactful and cost-optimum way. And then the third thing that then happens if you do those two things well is, you know, talk about it in a relevant way. Um, not everything needs to be a TVC that you go and talk on TV. But, you know, if you do things, they find their way into social media. They find their way into the cultural side, guys, take advantage of that, boost it as appropriate. Again, for example, a good example in Dallas, we worked with Target and, you know, we did the, the, the good save lemon variant um, and, and we worked together and, and, and we made it happen without spending millions of dollars on communication and it ended up being the number one SKU in Target. So be smart about it, focus on one thing, work with the people that do this for a living and that can generate significant upside for for the brand and if that happens then that leverage is better all your costs so your profitability at the end ends up being, ends up being equal if not better than what it was before did you just say that the too good yogurt became the number one skew at target yeah the lemon mayor um uh, variant that we launched uh, under that program that that december of that year for for a couple of months became the number one um item in in, in the category in target I remember that distinctly. Yeah, I, I think what you said really resonated with me was don't try to do it by yourself. Pick yeah. an expert, work with an organization that does this for a living. They have the leadership, they have the infrastructure, and they know how to spend the money in the right area, right? Because if you don't know, then you are going to waste a lot of money trying to deliver a result. But you know, partner with a firm that knows exactly how to exactly maximize. Exactly what they're doing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And don't be afraid to partner. Don't be afraid to share the spotlight. It doesn't have to be you always pass on the spotlight. It could be two people at the spotlight. It's fine. There's room for everybody. You know what? If I if if a company wants all the spotlight, I'm going to just say it. You've got the wrong motive right off the beginning, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right, right off the right. bat, you are simply trying to kind of greenwash. This is not greenwashing, but the same principle would apply. Well, so what other are what are some of the other big kind of myths that you're constantly uh, kind of overcoming as you're launching these brands? Yeah, well, well, another thing is that you know things can happen overnight, um, and they just can't. Um, just because you're going to talk about a topic um, that is purposeful, um, uh, that's not going to happen. Um, it, t- it takes time. And that's related with another myth, which is, oh, consumers always overclaim their uh, their engagement and involvement with purpose brands. They just say so, but they never actually follow up. And, 
Um, no, that's a myth. Um, I, I think those two myths are connected in a sense that time is, is the variant. Um, if you're expecting consumer behavior to change overnight, no, it does not change. Um, if, um, and, and brands grow through picking up more occasional users, right? Uh, that's how brands grow. Brands grow through, pen- through maximizing penetration. Um, if you're doing the right things and you tick those boxes and you click accord with consumers, they will actually um, try your product, they will try your brand, and then they will eventually start using more and more of it. It's just you can't have the expectation, though, that it's going to happen overnight. Um, so if you're looking for an ROI in the same month that you're uh, doing an initiative on, on, on purpose, good luck with that. It's not going to happen. If you're, looking <laughs> at an ROI, if you're looking at an ROI on an annual or a multi-year level, um, yep. And we've got plenty of proof. I mean, I don't need to say like all the, if, if you look at the purposeful brands and companies and, and their performance versus this uh, stock market index, they're always outperforming the index for years. And there's so much proof there that it's just, it's just a matter of in this fast paced, very short term focused world, can we give it some breathing time for it to work? If, and, and, you know, that's, that's what we believe in here in El Nutra, and that's why we're doing the things that we're doing. Because, you know, both with Prolon and Fastbar, we're giving it the time that it needs to build, and we're going for our purpose and being very committed and purposeful um, about it. So. I, I have to say, I do think it's, it's incredible that you've done this, and these have been publicly traded companies. I mean, yep. the hyper-focus on quarterly results. So... I would imagine being in a privately held company, you clearly have a little more runway. Oh, now, it's liberating. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. I mean, there are a lot of executives, honestly, they, they do come to me and they, they, they've had a great career in public, but they, they, they kind of talk to me off the side and say, you know, I would love to be in a, you know, a private. Now, of course, we're talking about brands. You need funding. Okay. It's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, you can bootstrap it. Very difficult, I think. I assume El Nutra is a uh, well. I don't want to assume. Is this a, a private company? Yeah, it's a private company. It's a it's a private company. I mean, you know, we're, this year we're gonna we're gonna be around sixty five million dollars in, in in gross sales, and of course we are P backed um, uh, by one of the most respectable P's in the industry, um, and they are also very big believers in investing in companies that serve a clear purpose that can advance. Um, uh, that can advance uh, a cause for for society and and for our future. So they believe in us. They they they're funding us the right way, and they're giving us the space um, and the time that we need to make to make this work. And um, you know, Prolon and and Fastbar are literally um, changing lives of hundreds of thousands of people across the world every day. Um, and yes, we want to make it millions and tens of millions of people across the world. But we know it takes time. We know it takes rigor. We know it takes, we need to be very careful with what we claim, when we claim it, how we say it. Um, um, and just to give you an example on, on what, it, what does it mean for a company to be backed by a, a PE that respects and understands all of this. Um, I don't think there is any other food company in the world, period, that can tell you that they already have 17 completed clinicals clinical studies published, peer-reviewed, and published in the largest publications um, around their products. We have 17 completed and 14 ongoing clinical studies around the efficacy of our products across a number of things. So when we're going, now that costs 
millions of dollars. We're talking about 20 years of research and over $34 million worth of investment in clinical studies. When are you going to see all this communication? I mean, you started seeing some uh, regarding the clinicals that have been already completed and published. It's going to take years, but you're investing forward in this because you want to do good. You want to be backed with full science, even if it takes three, four, five years from when you initiate a clinical study until you're able to actually say um, what this clinical study showed, because those are all long-term studies. So that's that's a good example of people believing in in a cause and in a purpose of a brand, a purpose that's not about saving the planet. And even though, again, on the back end, we're doing a ton of things that are good for the planet in our supply chain. But this is not about talking about that stuff. We're doing it because we believe in it, right? For our products, the last products, Prolon is about healthy aging, weight loss, metabolic reset, and a lot of other very positive benefits for you that we're doing them with utmost respects to science, clinical studies, very, 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 very strong results on them. And yeah, it takes five years. Fine. So, so be it. We, we have, you know, in a company like us, we got the time to do that. Well, 17 published, 14 ongoing. If I'm looking at the website, which is l-nutra.com, it, uh, it has fasting, mimicking technology, health span programs, plant-based, plant-based therapeutics. Um, as we wrap up, I, tell us a little bit more about this. Is fascinating. Which yeah. is there? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a parent. <laughs> it's, it's like a parent. You know, which kid? But I mean, you've, you've got a lot of things that I've you're done, working on. I've done prolon already. <laughs> I've done prolon already three times in in, in the last uh, five months, and and just the results are amazing. So um, we have two major parts of our business. We have. Um, um, we have the consumer side of the business and we have the therapeutic side of the business entity on the consumer side. Of, and the therapeutic is, is, is essentially a full-fledged biotech um, nutrition technology company. On the consumer side, we leverage all the clinical study, the application, um, and the knowledge um, that we're getting through through that um, in order to help, again, consumers with, with um, healthy aging. Um, so Prolon the two main products that we have is Prolon, which is a, a precision nutrition five-day program um, that helps you um, reset your uh, your metabolism, help you lose weight very fast um, with sustainable results without um, without burning muscle mass um, and has uh, a tone of positive benefits for the organization. You're basically getting all the, you're getting a very good chunk of the benefits of fasting, but you're doing it with food. And, and humans, that's very, that's very interesting. That's why it intrigued me. I know. Humans you said always, that at the top, Manos. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute. You're talking about f- fasting through food. food. I thought, How wait a minute. You got to explain that. So, so here, here's the gist of it, right? So humans always knew fasting is good for you. Take any religion in the world, any, any, Christianity, two. Muslim, Islam, like any. What are the two things that all religions have in common? You pray and you fast. You pray and you fast. All religions have a prayer and all religions have a fast. So humans always knew that fasting was important. The the thing is they did not know why or what exactly does it do, right? Now we know that since 2016 and the the Nobel um, award-winning work, uh, the Nobel of Medicine was awarded um, to a a Japanese scientist for actually explaining what fasting does to your body, Um, um, a process called autophagy. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but it's essentially cellular rejuvenation, um, the cells in your body are making a younger um, uh, copy of themselves as you're going through fasting. And that happens after the third um, day that you're into a fast. 
So great. So now we know we knew fasting was great. Now we know why it's great. We know how it works. Okay, what's the catch? Well, try to water fast for five days. Good luck with that. It's really difficult. There's very few. And go to work and take care of your family and focus and energy and work out and concentrate. Good luck. So this is when uh, this is where the NIH got very very much interested, and they worked with USC and Dr. Longo, who's one of uh, Times uh, 50 most influential people in the world of medicine. And and Dr. Longo worked with USC. Um, and basically, they created El Nutra. And what they found is that there actually is a way to get all the benefits of fasting while eating. Why? Because there is a way through this fasting mimicking technology to essentially trick your body to believe that, that it's not eating, even though it's eating. It all comes down to what we call nutrition sensing pathways in the body, which is some on-off switches that that tell your body, food is coming in, get ready, let's start the process, digestion, da, 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 da. Well, if you keep those on-off switches in the off position, um, then these things don't happen. Your body still thinks it's in fasting and it starts the cellular rejuvenation process. You lose weight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we found a way to make that work through precision nutrition technology, exact uh, amounts and quantities of food in exactly the right time, given exactly the right way, can actually have these results. So you're going through a five-day fasting program, but you're not fasting, you're eating. Um, now, you're not, gonna, you're not eating steaks, right? So <laughs> For a minute so there, man, this was sounding yeah, well, great. You know, Sign me that's up. The next step. That's the next step. We're going to do a steak program. Right, right, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but, but you're eating enough food so that you actually feel very well energized, focused. I mean, if you go through four day, four day five, I mean, honestly, like you feel a new person. You, um, I mean, with clinical um, studies that show, I mean, um, a drop of five pounds in five days um, in a sustainable way. Um, and, and we're doing some of this clinical work that we talked about is, is, is we're looking at, at the effect of that. In, in diabetes, the effect of the effect of that in, in combination with, with, with chemotherapy, what what's happening there? What so there's a lot of very interesting things that are happening, a lot of news that, that are going to come out soon. Um, but essentially, that's what Prolon is. It's uh, it's it's you're getting all the benefits of a five day fast with without fasting. And then we created Fast Bar as an offshoot of that for the people that are intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is the number one diet in America. 40 million Americans are, are actually actively involved in intermittent fasting one way or the other. And for those that don't know what that is, is you basically eat for eight hours a day and you don't eat for 16. So you stop eating, let's say, at 8 p.m. and you don't eat until the uh, until the following afternoon. Um, again, fantastic way and, and proven, clinically proven to, to have um, you know benefits for, for yourself. What's the problem there? Again, how the hell are you going to wake up in the morning and not have anything for breakfast? Oh, it's tough. <laughs> I don't know, can, That's tough. Yeah. That's that's so we created FastBar and we have clinical studies that prove you can have your FastBar with your coffee in the morning and it's a delicious, very, very nice uh, tasting full bar, bar that you can have and your body does not understand you had food. There's zero glucose response, the same glucose response on FastBar as you have water um, and ketones continue to, to increase during that period exactly like they would if you were having a water fast. Clinically proven, not bullshit clinically proven to do this, this amazing. Thing. so i know it's the best kept secret in america i'm about to unleash in we're about to unleash in january this is really why i wanted you here i mean when i read about this i read about you i thought this is uh it does look like a breakthrough what's the best way for them to start trying and using this do you is can they just order this through the website 
Yep, ProLonFast, ProLonFast.com or FastBar.com, um, both sites. Um, and, you know, obviously we have active partnerships also with a lot of, uh, you know, health physicians, healthcare practitioners. We have over 10,000 health practitioners that, that have been engaged with us. Um, so, you know, that, that's another avenue um, that they can go through. But if they want to learn more about, uh, about the, the science of fasting, mimicking technology, um, they can come in our sites, uh, www.prolonfast.com. Um, and www.fastbar.com um, and they can see by themselves everything is out there we're so transparent I mean we have our studies out there anybody that wants to see the study they can actually go and see the studies and, and the clinical results um, um, and, and you know see it for themselves that's great well I know I'm, I'm throwing this at you but maybe we could put one in the show notes you know people could, could listen to this Absolutely. and they could click on one yes. you know and, and, and they Absolutely. just you know have instant access and they can you know go to your website and get more Manos, this has been fantastic. And I think we've we've covered two big kind of interesting topics. One, just a, a, a purpose-based company that originated out of a purpose that has been years in the making, millions of investment into it, and then also kind of uncovering what some of the big myths are about running you know, a, a, a purpose-based company. You will make money. Right, it it can be successful, but stay in your lane, and you don't have to comment on every single thing you see in the world. Menace, thank you so much for being here today on the Winning at Work podcast. Absolutely, thank you very much, Tony. It was a great chat. Thank you for having me, and you know we'll talk more in the near future. <laughs>